0: Thanks for tuning in to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. put down $5 and you know, on an NFL game. And if you win, you get $200 in free plays. All right, Anthony, you know, this game started out uh, as a one where you're like, all right, this is going to get out Mm -hmm. of hand. It's going to get out of hand early. And you know what? It didn't get out of hand. As a matter of fact, Arizona battled and quite frankly, I don't know that Will Plummer's your quarterback, but we certainly saw something from him. I think throwing the ball today that we haven't seen from certainly from Gunnar Cruz.
1: We can be here after Arizona loses the twentieth consecutive game and think, "Hey, that wasn't so bad." Right? I mean, it's you know they had a chance to be blown out. Maybe they would have been if Trey London hadn't gotten hurt. Because mm-hmm. um, they uh, they. You know, at USC, bogged down right after he, he got hurt. Didn't do much in the second half. But, you know, and finally, what have I been talking about for most of these shows, Mike? Uh-huh. Arizona's defense, while being solid, needed to make big plays. Right. Anthony Bandy made a huge play. I mean, that was – that game was still feeling like if it wasn't going to be in reach. SC was going to win by three touchdowns or more. And he comes up with the pick six early in the third quarter. And that kind of gave them hope and that's, I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to speak for anybody else, but isn't part of being a fan just enjoying what they're watching and having a little bit of hope? Uh, Yes. And that's something you can't say about like the last two or three plus years of Arizona
0: football. And honestly, it looked like that was going to be that type of game again to start out with now granted Arizona got the, you got the trick. Well, not a trick play with Jamari, but you know, a you know, an an unusual play, but then USC scores, uh, and it's 21, seven and you're thinking to yourself, all right, this thing's going to get out of hand really quickly. And Arizona never quite lost contain or lost control in this game. And I think that's been a, that's been one hallmark of this team. No matter what you think of Jed fish, the one thing that I think you've got to like though is that this team does battle. There's never been any game where I thought, you know what, they gave up.
1: I agree. I agree. There, there were too many games over the past few years that were 54 to 10. Right. They were out of. And under Sumlin, a lot of those games were like 35 nothing at halftime. Right. There was no reason to watch. There was no hope. And now, I mean, now we get to add. It's not exactly what you want to do, but now we get to add another game to that list of Contest in which Arizona was competitive in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So now it's so long I may not remember them all, but it's you know BYU, it's Oregon, it's UCLA, it's Washington. Now it's USC, and this kind of it kind of goes back to the old Rich Rodriguez thing, right? What's you that? You got it. You know, he said, you know, you begin you begin by losing big, then you lose little, then you win little, then you win big. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. At least at least Jed Fish is now in the losing by a little stage right. mostly. So again, I think I, I wouldn't pretend to speak for most fans, but um, I think there's at least a little bit of hope. I mean, it's a team. Um, let me put this in context because as a reporter, I wasn't rooting for anything. No, never. Uh, Anthony
0: I, Anthony would never root for anybody. I, I, get it.
1: I would, I would only root for like what was really good for my game
0: story. Right. Right. Um, uh, Or the ones that you already have written at halftime? Yeah, you don't want to rewrite.
1: (laughs) So, But I think this is a team that's pretty easy to root for right now. They still Mm. do a bunch of stuff, right? Right. But, you know, especially in regards to penalties. Right. But other than that, you know, I think it's – what's that phrase you always say, Mike? It's a team you want to –
0: you want to do, you you do what? You want to back this go. team. There you go. Right. And and it's an easy team, I think, to root for. Again, because they fight. And let's get to Scott Schlittenhart's uh, remark real quick because we talked about Jamari. Uh, Michael Lev uh, from the Arizona Daily Star tweeted that Joyner was on the sideline with a knee sleeve, which is why we didn't see him much in the second half, which could be concerning if he's out going forward. Yes, I would agree <laughs> with that. I would agree with that, but only because you only really have one quarterback at this point. Now, what I saw again, you know, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but this was the first time that I've seen a quarterback with maybe the exception of Jordan McLeod that it looked like Arizona was trying to do things with, it looked like Arizona was trying to score. And I know that that sounds stupid. Yeah. You're a quarterback. You should try to score, but you know, with Gunnar Cruz, it always felt like, you know what? let's just preserve the right to punt. Let's just not turn the ball over. Let's use the Dick Tomey adage. This looked like Arizona trying to make plays against USC. And you know what, Anthony? They did make plays. Well,
1: I mean, you could tell conceptually from the start, it was it was so much better. Mm-hmm. And at this stage, uh, the right philosophy to have is, what do we have to lose? Right. First play of the game, Will Plummer's taking a deep shot. Third mm-hmm. play of the game, Jamari Joyner's taking a deep shot and actually hitting it. Right. And then we saw the the fake punch. We saw the double pass that didn't work. But we saw a whole bunch more deep shots. How right. many more deep shots today than we had? And Arizona, up until tonight, um, not that they connected on it, but they don't have to connect on all of them. Right. Because USC was very much into let's stack the box. We know Arizona's going to want to run the ball right at us. Because USC, the way to beat them, the way they've been vulnerable in the past few weeks, is to run right at them. Mm-hmm. So USC adjusted, and I think Arizona adjusted back nicely. But I love the kind of go for it philosophy. You know, right. it's it's fun. It's goes back to you got nothing left to lose. I think the guys like it catches teams off guard. And, you know, I hope we see kind of that attitude going forward with Plummer taking some shots downfield. That's going to make
0: everything else better. Okay, well, let's talk with our guy, Bob. Bob, who, by the way, I met this week. I don't know if I told you about this, Anthony. Do tell. Yeah, well, so I was at Safeway, and Bob was going down the uh, aisle at Safeway, and he asked me, he said, are you Mike Luke? And I immediately looked, and I wasn't totally sure, but I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if this is Bob, because I know our good friend Ben White has run into Bob before. And uh, sure enough, it was Bob, and we chopped it up for a little bit. Um, So, Bob, tip of the cap. And he said right there, he said, had no complaints with Plummer. Glad to see practice translated to the game. Couldn't agree more right there. Plummer yeah, looked I mean, right. you go ahead, Anthony. Sorry. No, I
1: mean he's at least for this game, right? He's clearly more comfortable, more confident. And let's go back to something we said maybe after his first start or when the QBs were still kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. Was that he, he's got some moxie to him. He does. He love. I mean, he's he's uh, you know you can tell he's a competitor, a battler. Um, he'll tuck that ball and run with it. He protected himself well. Didn't take any huge shots. He had a great that 16 yard touchdown run. He's
0: mm-hmm. weaving through
1: traffic, hard to get a hold of. But um, and he didn't make the killer mistake. Mm-hmm. So now- I mean, after today, that Will Plumber, you right. think maybe you can still. Like, game somewhere by the end
0: of this season yes for you sure feel that way okay I, I would agree with that now i do want to give plumber some kudos and by the way paul castleberry love your remark the real post game show let's go and then of course bob coming in with this is the pregame show what bob is meaning is that in the past i've <laughs> referred to it, and anthony's been around does hundreds of them where i've referred to it as the uh pregame show at some of our late night post game shows so thanks bob um that play you're talking about though, Anthony, I think the uh I think that was maybe the most competent drive though that I've seen all season from Arizona because it felt like Arizona, now outside of the run right there, where you know he he scored the touchdown on third and how however many, that was really the only time this year where I felt, and I don't know why, but when they got the ball by at about their own 40, it felt like Arizona was gonna score. And I haven't had that confidence factor in an Arizona football team in quite a while. It's the small things here on the AZ Wildcats podcast, but these small things matter, A.G. We'll
1: take it, and let's consider that it came in the fourth quarter, and how mm. bad has Arizona been in the fourth quarter over the past month? Right. So doesn't mean they can repeat this next week or any of the remaining four games, but um, that was, you know, I <laughs> mean, again, it's a small thing, so I think this was encouraging. I mean, what is it now? Nine straight losses, to USC. Mm-hmm, right, but again, this another one that's within a touchdown. Now, this streak has been over for about five years or so, mm-hmm. but there was a nine-year period, and this—I thought—I always thought this was one of the great, underappreciated, under-the-radar stats in college football. Was that? that the Arizona? Arizona USC played nine consecutive years in a, in games decided by. Less than a, a touchdown or less.
0: Now, you wow.
1: will see one of those, but consider the disparity of talent. Right. You would never guess that those two teams would play nine consecutive times and be separated by no more than seven points. One of the games was eight points. I'm still considering that less than a touchdown
0: or a touchdown a, or less. Wait a second. Are you saying that USC traditionally has better recruits?
1: A little bit. Not by all much. Right. Now, okay, maybe a- one USC- thing that I do- go ahead. Go ahead. I was going right. to say, USC's recruiting ends where Arizona's begins. Right? Like the worst think- guy in USC's that- class is like the best guy in Arizona's class. Kind of.
0: I used a quote from Anthony in an article that we will be putting out there that uh, was somewhere a little bit like that. Anthony's got a couple cu- uh, cool little quips. One thing, so though, that is
1: Mike, Mike, when is that story coming
0: out? I don't know, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll probably in well that's called a tease right there. So, one thing though that I do want to tell you about and this isn't a tease at this point is DraftKings. DraftKings got a great deal going on. You put down $5 on an NFL game and guess what? If you win, you get $200 in free plays. Doesn't get much better than that. DraftKings is here for the long haul and you know what? I've utilized it. I'm not particularly good at betting, but you know what? I've made a little bit of money. I know Anthony's talked about how he might have used it in the past, you know, with some free plays, so that's certainly something that you want to want to take a look at. Now the one thing about it though, if you got a gambling issue, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. This is for uh, uh Arizona only, 21 and up, new customers only. Again, minimum $5 bet, $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for all the details. The cool thing, too, about being on AZ Wildcats, we get on to the post-game show right after the game. Anthony is a professional that I am not, has to type up some stuff, So, but we're on within three to five minutes, and I certainly appreciate Anthony and appreciate you all out there listening. AZ Wildcats, go PHNX. Check out the site. Everybody's doing a bang-up job on all the major entities in the state. Okay, now let's get to a bunch of questions here. First of all, our good friend T. Statman up in Phoenix says, hi, Mike. Well, and she said, "I the beard's still going strong. Appreciate it. She didn't say hi to you, Anthony. No, uh, nothing. Personal. Okay. Now, let's get to Saul. Saul put out there, Saul Bookman. He said, we can win a game. I can feel it. Anthony, you've looked at the schedule. You've looked at it closely. And I think you agree with Saul that Arizona can win a game this season. Which game? How's, how's Cal doing? Do they hold on here? Cal did end up winning, yes. Oh. So Cal's coming in.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, since we're talking draft what's that going to be? About ten points?
0: I would. I was just. I was going to ask you that. I bet you it's anywhere between eight and a half to ten, somewhere in there.
1: Uh, let's see, Cal, Utah. Utah's disappointed me a little bit because I thought they were going to be sneaky good, but they've mm. also been sneaky bad in certain games.
0: I was going to say. Um,
1: I, well, you know, then they got to go to. Pullman in mid November, God knows what that would look like, and the Kooks are playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, is is the worst team left on Arizona's schedule? Arizona State. Can Honestly, we, can you know? Can we, can we spend five minutes talking about Arizona State on this podcast?
0: I we certainly can. I say we make fun. I say we make fun of them in the third segment to really be able to give them the the just do that they deserve, um, but. I look at it, Anthony, and the ga- the team that I saw out there today. And I want to be careful here, by you know, e- things can happen. Everything's fluid, but this didn't look like a, this didn't look like a team that was out of its element. And there's been games this season where Arizona has looked out of its element. San Diego State, for example, yeah. um, this team looked like this was making a step in the right direction there, Anthony.
1: I agree. So, if, if we're going back to picking a game on the schedule, I guess I'm picking next week against Cal, even though mm-hmm. the Bears are playing well. But that would probably be a little bit more of a rock fight than we saw tonight because Cal's defense is pretty good. Right. And let's face it, they're well, they're better coached than USC.
0: Mm-hmm. They probably play harder. I, mean, I think that's fair to say it. Yes. All
1: those things. But Chase Garber's, I mean, I, I'm always trying to look and say Arizona's defense. Can certainly hold their own in most games, but especially if the quarterback's, you know, not very good. Chase Garbers is a little bit up and down for me. He's been mm. more on, and he's helped by his defense, puts him in good right. situations. But I think I think I can get to him. So if I'm right. picking one game, I'm picking next week.
0: Okay, let's get to uh, Sean Seeley on Twitter, the Prince of the East Side, big fan of the show, and we're big fans of uh, Sean Seeley and the Prince of the East Side, which is a great nickname, or a great Twitter handle. He said that the defense still concerns him a little bit. I'm going to disagree with my guy here a little bit. They're not great, but here's where I'm at with the defense. The defense to me is, and I hate to keep using this word, but the defense to me is competent, and that... They don't – outside of a couple games this year, I never really felt like the defense was the reason that Arizona lost or that they got blown off the field. What do you think, AG?
1: I'm pretty much there. I mean, you can't – after a game like this where they've given up, uh, what was it, 41 points? Right. 500-plus um, yards. It's hard to, like, you know, really stand on the hill and wave the flag for the Arizona's defense. But they haven't been too bad. Mm-hmm. The pressure's been better this year. Um, like I said, finally today there was like a game-changing turnover, right? which they still need more of. But, yeah, the, the problem is when you're a team like Arizona and there's a lack of talent overall, it's hard getting defense, offense, and special teams all working together and coming together, playing their best in the same game. Right. Sometimes the defense be way better than the offensive special teams and vice versa. Rarely have all three parts been great together.
0: Right. Now, do you put, uh, and uh, to answer Nick Howard's question, he says, what are you sipping on? I just got rid of all my Powerade today. My My electrolytes are locked and loaded. So a couple questions here. And you were just talking about with all three units not being able to play kind of you know, in unison to me though, that's, I mean, we can be honest here. This isn't a good football team. No. And I think that's generally going to be the case because if you've got all three units playing in unison, you're probably looking at a team that's going to be able to win four or five games as opposed to a good possibility that they don't lose it, that they don't win any.
1: Yeah, but you got to hope that one of everything falls into place. One of these weeks while the other team doesn't play its best. Right, that's a lot of. You got to have a lot of things go right, mm. but that's why they've lost twenty in a row. Right, because they're not very talented, and sometimes when they've played close games, things haven't gone their way. Eventually, they will, but you know they have just got to keep battling, battling through that. Which, I, like we said at the top of the show, I think we've seen they seem to be. Again, my number one thing all season all season long was was Jetfish going to lose a team or keep them together mm-hmm. while they had this... While through all the losing. Right. So far, from what we can tell, he kept them all together.
0: Right. And that's something, too, that I think it's easy to take for granted because... But Arizona fans certainly shouldn't because we've seen teams that have quit on their coach. I don't care what anybody says. If you watched that ASU game last year, granted, ASU was much better than Arizona. But... It felt like by about midway through the first quarter even, when it was 21-0 with about nine minutes left in the first quarter, that, okay, this thing was going to spiral, and this thing was going to spiral really quickly. Now, I don't think anybody thought it would be 70-7, to but I looked at that team, and it felt like it wasn't a lot of guys giving their all, and it certainly wasn't a lot of guys moving in the right direction with the coaching staff. I haven't gotten that sense at all this year. As a matter of fact, I think it was the San Diego State game where – Arizona's down, I want to say like 38 to 10 or 38 to 14. And Jed Fish is still calling timeouts in the fourth quarter to try to be able to preserve some time. So that at least shows me a coach that doesn't believe that his guys have quit and is still trying to learn in the process.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the real turning point could have been the NAU loss. That would have been really easy for guys to s- start getting fractured and quitting or whatever. And it didn't happen. Right. So I guess uh, I guess I'm still on board the Jed Fish bandwagon for now until I start seeing uh, some some real lack of effort.
0: And, and and Anthony, I want I want to I want to talk about that for a few minutes um, about the Jed Fish bandwagon, and then we're going to make fun of ASU quite a bit in the third segment because you know what, <laughs> if you're going to cheat, you might as well be good. But. Um, I get people all the time that say, you know what? I was optimistic about Jed Fish before the season because of all the community outreach, the recruiting, but I'm out on him now. And I tell everybody the exact same thing. If you weren't in on Jed Fish before the season, there's probably not anything you see that should say, you know what? I'm in on him now, but I'm not talking to that person. I'm talking to the person though, that is saying to themselves, okay, I was in on Jed Fish before the season. I'm not now. I'm sorry, man. If you really thought this team was going to be good with an over or under of two and a half wins, then, and yes, maybe they're a little worse than people thought, but come on. I mean, you can't look at this season if you were in on them and say to to yourself, okay, this isn't what I signed up for. That to me is just hollow, and it, it just doesn't really ring with what we've seen out there so far.
1: Yeah, I guess I would say they're really not worse than I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. And maybe if Jordan McLeod was a quarterback, they maybe they sneak in a couple wins and maybe things look different. Right. But they, you know, yeah, I thought they'd beat NAU for sure. I'm not going to give them a pass on that. Um, but, yeah, I probably would have taken the under at two and a half. Um, so result-wise, if it's – but I wasn't looking at results, really. Mm-hmm. Right. What difference does it make if this team wins zero games, one game, two games, or three games?
0: Who cares? It's not like you play for the first pick in the draft.
1: The only thing that makes a difference is if Jed Fish has the team together and puts together a nice recruiting class.
0: Right. Period. Next year let's
1: talk about wins and losses and and mark said he has to hit. Right. You know, whatever that may be. Next next year, four wins or whatever. Right. And the year that Six, seven. Let's go to a ball, but this year, results don't matter. That it doesn't mean a thing.
0: Right now, I think Sarah Beth Greer um, has a good point. She says even though we keep losing, these games hurt so much less because of how this team doesn't give up at the very least. And you know what, Sarah, I think we agree with you. Um, you know that, and that's all I really wanted this year. I just didn't want to see a team that just didn't care that was just kind of going through the motions. And I got to give everybody out there a lot of credit. So, I mean. You know, this is a team that, uh, and you you should be on, if you're not on DraftKings, by the way, you should be on DraftKings. Sometimes I'm good at advice. Sometimes I'm not. I thought that the under in this game was going to be a pretty safe play at DraftKings of 56 and a half, 55, depending on where you looked at it. And it wasn't. But you know what? You don't need to necessarily bet on college games because here's the deal. You put down $5 on an NFL game. And if your team wins, you get two hundred dollars in free play to be able to do with what you want. You could turn that two hundred dollars into four hundred dollars. You could turn it into six hundred dollars. And you know what? That's the cool thing about DraftKings. So again, code word PHNX, DraftKings Sportsbook. Be like me, be like Anthony, be cool. And you know what? Get get yourself a little bit extra money there. It helps.
1: I got I gotta say, Mike, it's um uh, it's my it's fault. It's my lot. fault tonight. That if um if you didn't hit the under because I went in on that and that's why I probably jinxed everybody. So my apologies. My apologies.
0: Well the unders hit the unders hit on every game except uh uh um I think it was Oregon in Oregon in this game. So, you know, maybe take it for what it's worth. One thing too one thing too that I know that Anthony is also big on besides DraftKings is Manscaped. You look at Anthony right now, you got the clean face. We're in the year 2021 though. So you want to keep everything clean down below. We can talk about it. It's just the way it is. What do you know about Manscaped, Anthony? Whatever you tell me. All right. So you know what? They got all the best stuff. They got the solutions. They've got the formulas. They've got the razors. Go to Manscaped. There's a reason it's taken off. It's on all the different podcasts, the big ones on there that you know are really taken off. And there's a reason because Manscaped is where it's at. And I've gotten, I've used it, obviously not on my face, but that's also not where it's supposed to be. So right now, great deal. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code word PHNX at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping with the code word PHNX, manscaped.com. Keep everything down below fresh. And you know what? Tell them that we sent you at PHNX. All right, guys let's make fun of ASU a little bit. Now we've just talked about how Arizona looked good in a, uh, in a victory in in a losing performance. I thought going into the season that ASU, ASU was my pick to win the conference. Um, I thought the the entire conference. Yes. Okay. I looked at it and I said to myself, um, now granted, I didn't think Antonio Pierce would not be allowed to leave campus at some point, but that's also on me. But I looked at. It, I said the quarterback's solid. He's not as good as everybody thinks, but he's solid. You look at. You got a stable of running backs. You got a bunch of five or four star wide receivers. Your defense, obviously, losing Jermaine Lole was a big loss for them along the D line. But you still had guys like Merlin Robertson, uh, you know, Croswell, Jack Jones across the board. DJ Davison, and for a while, it looked to me like that was a pretty sound pick. But man, these wheels have fallen off, Anthony, and these wheels have fallen off in a hurry. Nick Howard, by the way, ASU, Arizona, sorry, <laughs> so, well, Anthony. What's I mean? You're you're the insider right now. You're the, you're the expert. What's what's gone on at ASU?
1: I'm not sure what's going on, uh, to be honest with you, Mike. Right. But to and I watched um, that game today, at least in the early parts of it, against Washington State at home. And all the turnovers, the, the missed, the failed fourth downs, the missed field goals—that's a just a team that's a mess. And that looked like a team that did give up a little bit yes. today. Yes. So, but let me ask you. Let me ask you this: After the season, after this season, would you rather be in Arizona situation or Arizona State situation?
0: Gosh, that's a, that's a great Which question. Program would you rather be? You know, honestly, I'd rather... I'm going to back the A here. I'm backing the A all the way here. Here's why I'm backing the A, because I think ASU is going to have to tear this entire thing down. I think Herm's out at the end of the year. I think Antonio Pierce is out at the end of the year. By the way, my theory that Antonio Pierce might be a U of A mole planted at ASU gains steam every single day, not by our good friend Tony Jamino, but... I'm sorry, I just had to say it. Not by our friend Anthony Jamino, but... Just throwing it out there, maybe Pierce was a mole. I think they're going to have to be- tear that entire thing down. This was the year where I think the athletic department said, "Screw it," and um, we're going to try to win. It's not happening this way. I, I mean, I'd was, rather be in Arizona.
1: I I one hundred percent agree. This was ASU season to go for it. League's bad. South is not particularly good, even though it's maybe better than the north. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not. I'm not sure. Right. But this was her. I mean. The door, the window of opportunity was wide open. Mm-hmm. For all those reasons you mentioned at the top, quarterback, running backs, veteran defense, they had all the pieces. Right. And if it's gonna collapse on them right before the NCA drops the big anvil on its head. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty embarrassing for ASU, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you know, not that Arizona, not that Arizona fans can talk with this twenty game losing streak but at the end of the year heading into a second year of jetfish or a total or a rebuild with NCA sanctions at ASU I'd rather be Arizona
0: yeah and i think they're going to be looking at significant sanctions and here's the problem is that everybody keeps bringing up Baylor as an example what ASU got caught doing was in the middle of a a worldwide pandemic where you're basically just saying screw this we don't care and when you've got documents and when you remove three members of the coaching staff who are your three most important recruiters on the eve of the season, and then you let Antonio Pierce or basically tell him you're not allowed to leave campus to recruit. I I think that hammer is going to fall. And I think that hammer is going to fall in a big way.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's one thing to kind of fall behind. Well, everybody cheats, Mm -hmm. you know, big deal. Okay. There's some recruiting violations. These recruiting violations were done during a countrywide college football extended dead period because of COVID. Right. The fact that they would flaunt that and do it so brazenly and sloppily. I mean, they should be punished just because they're idiots and got caught so red handed.
0: Well, and that's the thing, I mean, too, they, is
1: that- they, they cheated and cheated poorly.
0: Well, right, and that's the thing well, that, that I
1: always has a layer of. I'm I'm kind of offended by that too. If you're gonna yeah. cheat, do
0: it do it a little bit better. Cheat well. I mean, that's the thing. If you're gonna do this, be good at what you're doing. And you know, maybe that's just maybe that's just the case that you know what they're they cheated and they're not good. And you know, that's what's coming back to them. um yeah, but so no, I, wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't expect any mercy.
0: That oh, would no, I would not I wouldn't you know, either be
1: because here's what about I think. Most of what's been reported and, you know,
0: allegedly documented. If if some or mo- most of that is true, I don't see any mercy at all. I also think that ASU made a big miscalculate. Well, no, actually don't, because if I'm Ray Anderson, the AD, and sorry, we don't mean to turn this into the ASU podcast, but they're also fun to make fun of when they're not doing well. So, you know what? We're going to take advantage of it. Um, hey, whatever makes us feel good, right? And it does make me feel good. You know what that's me doing right there? That's me scratching my back because Anthony can't scratch it for me. All right. Um, there's a there's a thought that people probably don't want to think about. <laughs> um, would it, just, just briefly, though, on ASU, and then we'll get back to the U of A and kind of wrap everything up. Um, what has gone wrong from a talent perspective, though? Because, again, the reason I liked them is I thought they checked off pretty much every single box. I didn't see a lot of questions across the board with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the talent, as you described, was there, and most of it's still there. You know, Jaden Daniels, I think most people thought were at least was going to make a the usual incremental improvement. Mm-hmm. Third-year guy. Oh, we heard off season was oh he's much bigger and stronger. He's not that 190 pound quarterback who's going to get hurt when he gets hit. Well, you know this in a oh. league of in a league of bad quarterbacks, he's not one of the great ones for good ones. Be, it's it's not hard to be like the best quarterback in this league right now. Would you rather
0: have him or Adrian Martinez? I'd rather have
1: a combination of you and Schuster than Adrian Martinez. I guess.
0: Wow. Oh, yeah. All right. I would agree with that. It,
1: me, agree. I know you agree with that.
0: Yes, I do agree with that for sure. I mean, after sure. come oh, on,
1: that guy was like I'm the candidate after two games,
0: and now he is that horrible. was no, that was really impressive what he did. But let's get back to the let's get back to the A right here because that's what I think people want to talk about. So now I know you're not a big guy into recruiting. But, you know, I mean, you you still you still follow it. My theory is this when it comes to Arizona football. I don't need you to bring in top 10 classes because, quite frankly, if you bring in a top 10 class, I'm going to immediately assume that the NCAA is going to come looking for you. I mean, that's... It's,
1: it's never happened.
0: It's never happened, yeah. nor will it. The highest we've ever seen was Mike Stoops had a class at 19. And that was buoyed by having a guy like Lewis Holmes, who turned out not to be very good, but he's still the number one player in the country. But my theory is this with Arizona. If you can recruit at a top 30 to 35 level and you can coach, I'm totally fine with that because I don't expect you to bring in regular top 25 classes. And so far, Jed fish from a recruiting perspective has done more than more than well enough. Who knows if Noah Fafita coming in the quarterback from Servite high is good enough. He's a short guy. We know that, but he's definitely, he's, playing incredibly well you know in you know one of the biggest leagues in the country and the one guy that looks totally different than everybody else if you just look at him and I love stealing Anthony's point here because Anthony has covered the team for a very long time during the heyday of Arizona football and Anthony Anthony always says who were the three guys there no I actually always say it for you but who were You said there were three guys when you were covering the team on a daily basis that just showed up and looked differently or differently, looked different than everybody else out there. Who were those guys? Chuck Levy. Mm-hmm.
1: For obvious reasons. Right. Chris McAllister.
0: And yeah, who's no, my favorite? No, th- th- yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw one. I mean, those. And there's like. Not really a close fourth, maybe. Right. You know, I mean, you look at some of the great players. You look at whether that's Brewski or Kadim. You mm-hmm. know, they were great college players, fantastic college players. But did they, like, did your eyes pop open wide when you saw them on the field for the first time? Like, wow, that dude's a physical specimen. No, just right. really those dudes. So what's your point?
0: Um, <laughs> that, I think, yeah, is, wow. is Burnett one of those? Guys? I think I think he is I, I think okay. he is when I when I look at Kean Burnett and again Chester Burnett's son Anthony obviously covered him I, he looks totally different I mean he's about six foot four six foot five 235 pounds he was a USC commit has offers from everybody in the country Arizona's most likely getting him because he's a legacy but who cares I mean yeah. he, he's gonna be showing up here he, he, to me, and again, I know you're not following recruiting closely, but he's a guy that I'm curious to see when once he hits campus, if he kind of falls into that mold. Um, I'm curious to see what, what you think in that regard. Well,
1: I am eager to see him on campus, but it's funny how, like, I think Arizona football fans are I'm not sure what order it is, maybe it's in, but like, their two favorite teams right now are Arizona and Servite High School, yeah. and it may, it may be Servite, they may be right. paying more to what Servite's doing on Friday nights and during the week than
0: Arizona on Saturday nights. Uh, uh, yeah, well, it, and it seems, too, that Servite is playing, and that's where you've got three U of A commits. Servite's either playing modern day or St. John Bosco every single game, it seems like. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a that's a good way to look at it. Now, yeah. I wanted to, uh, one thing that's, uh, and we're gonna, we'll are we end on this here in a second, but one thing that's cool about the AZ Wildcats podcast is we got our friend here, Anthony Gimino, Last week we had Jay Dobbins. We're gonna have a U of A basketball post game show coming up on Monday, which I'm super geeked for basketballs here and uh, a new it's era. In Monday? Hey, yeah. Is there a game? You yeah, there's an, yeah, there's an exhibition. They're playing one of the directional New Mexico schools. Awesome! High five! Um, Woo-hoo. Yeah, so we got a new era there. This is the best time to be hopping on though onto the AZ Wildcats podcast. Go PHNX. They got the Sun Devils. You got the Cardinals. You've got the Coyotes. You've got the Suns. Everybody's got you covered. Live streams, written content, pretty much everything. This coming week, I'm going to have Dennis Benet coming on, ex Point coach, who's got six different kids at Power Five schools. Almost none of them were actually prioritized by the University of Arizona. Not Jed Fish's fault, but so he's going to give his uh he's going to give his uh uh, two cents on that. All right. So Nick Howard has an, a question that I can answer, but I also wanted to throw something off of you here, AG, before we, uh, before we close down here, he says, Mike, any other QBs coming in the next class? And right now it's just Noah Fafita. But the one thing though, that I wanted to ask you, you look at the lay of the land right now with this roster, would you bring in multiple quarterbacks? Or are you cool going into next year with Noah Fafita Jordan McLeod and maybe Will Plummer and Luke Ashworth.
1: I'd call that good. I think mm-hmm. yeah. if Plummer's coming back and wants to, if he wants to stay and compete and not transfer. Right. Yeah, I'm okay with those three. It's really hard to get four or five in the, you know, in the same, in the same room that are good.
0: Right. Because we're all going to
1: sure. transfer immediately and given Given who's coming in. It may be hard to pull pull a you know like a, a very senior transfer who wants has
0: maybe one year left and wants to play. What if so, Adrian? Martin, what if Adrian Martinez hits the transfer portal?
1: I guess you have to pass on it, right? <laughs> like, Thanks, Adrian. We would have taken you three years ago, but now that That's we've seen you not, on the field, not so much. <laughs> We'll take our chances with these. So, right you, would,
0: so you're, you would roll – because and I agree with you. So you would roll with that quarterback stable then, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, one,
1: I think the logistics of adding somebody who's really talented would be difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's stick with that. I'll right. be okay with that. Right, for sure. So, again, we're, we're going to be back with you on Monday, getting you ready – or getting you ready, talking about an Arizona basketball victory – a new era, which I'm incredibly excited to talk about, with Tommy Lloyd and everything that basically goes into that. For Anthony Jamino, I am Mike Luke. I'm going to say this one last time. I was incredibly enthused by what we saw out there, Anthony. And you know what? You're more articulate than me, so I'm going to let you give your last thoughts.
1: Can I say I was enthused? No, that would be bad. No, I think it's. Uh, I think what we've seen, what we're seeing right now, is. Encouraging, and the only the only thing left for the remaining month of the season is to continue to see the guys play hard, stay together, and then head into what should be another bright off season with recruiting and some, some good feelings and
0: optimism for 2022. He's Anthony Gimino. I am merely Mike Luke. We really appreciate you hopping on and listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We'll be back with you Monday evening.
1: Thank oh. you.